Yeah, I don't know. It's been what a decade it's been. I just, I don't even know what to talk about. Where to begin? Um, we have had a lot of things happen, and <laughs> lots of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, the rise of fascism globally. Um, I don't know some crazy things happening even within like culture and media that's been like insane. The Golden Globes nominations oh, just came out, and it's oh. like, oh. I'm, I'm, it's wow. I didn't know that like no women or people of color made movies this year. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, fast color isn't a thing. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, we can get into that a little bit later. Like, so yeah, I don't know. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, yeah, we are here and we're just here to talk about some of our favorite things this decade. Uh, this is going to be a just going to be a shot in the front, shooting from the hip this whole episode. Uh, I, I don't really have notes. I have a list of things and it's, we're going to see what happens. So stick with us. It might get a little bit crazy. It might get a little bit loony. It might get a little bit. We might go uh, completely off the rails yeah. really fast. Yeah. We might start off the rails. I as think you, maybe we already have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk about since, you know, we are a movie podcast. There's movies that we've been watching. Um, do you have any standouts from this year? Any, uh, this can, we can kind of get into hidden gems a little later, but is there just any, any movie in general that stands out for you? Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Technically in, in, 2018, but like the year, the oh. one year anniversary was just like this week. Um, and it took so long to make that it counts for the yeah. next five years. Was that your first episode with us? I think it was like your second, second. or third. Episode. Okay. Because, yeah, I think you came on right after I was going through. Uh, I made a playlist. Everybody follow the playlist um, of music from all the movies that we've done from every episode. Nice. Well, that I could find four because some of them were just so obscure that there wasn't anything on Spotify from them. There's something for a yeah. Marwin call. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> or uh, oh, you, do you remember... Um, Unnecessary death. <laughs> oh God! What is that? Was there was there's music from unnecessary? No, no, death? there wasn't. Oh, okay, like, because that's so obscure. But this that was, was an obscure movie that uh, another podcast recommended to us, and we did not like. Yeah. Oh, oh I think yeah. it was like my my guilty pleasure or something like that. So shout yeah. out to them. Um, so yeah, if we're getting that name right, we're probably getting it wrong. But um, this is how it's gonna go today. But yeah, it was. Um, so 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 bad like it was <laughs> it was just one of those movies where um is it like so bad that it's i don't know good? If it, i don't know if it's no like, i don't know if no. it was because uh, there's movies that are like so bad because they try to do something and then they don't do it but i i think this movie might have done exactly what it wanted to do and it was, was just awful. like bad yeah <laughs> so that was a fun moment yeah, no, it was like it, it's it, like a very indie, like unheard of. Yeah, someone's movie. like final film school project type of thing. Um, it was like about like some guy who was like filming a documentary. I think. He's making a documentary about another guy who he met like online who wants to kill himself, and they're like documenting that process. But then because he becomes, he gets a relationship with this woman who's a part of the project. Like he stops wanting to kill himself, and that derails the film, and it's bad. Yeah, because it's, yeah, because yeah, then they're like, oh well, like now we don't have a film because this guy doesn't want to kill himself anymore. So yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> okay. Now I want to. See it. I mean, well sure. I'll never watch it again, but please, yeah, feel yeah, free you to go ahead and you tell down. us what you think. Um, you watch that by yourself, Tara. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So that that was a moment. But if we're talking about like movies from this year that like were real standouts, Parasite is one of the first things that definitely comes to mind. Yep. Um, uh, Fast Color definitely comes to mind. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I saw uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. Uh, we didn't do it on the podcast, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, just what a like a beautiful movie. Um, and I think Regina King mm-hmm. has an amazing performance in that movie, um, which. Her on Watchmen right now. I don't know if either of you is watching I'm it. I'm not but, watching it. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, it's kind of frustrating because you don't know what's going on. Like, I'm only on episode, like, four or five. I've heard that, like, things start to kind of, like, congeal and, like, shape into something as of episode six in terms of, like, what's happening. <laughs> um, but it still holds me. Like, it's still one of those things where, like, I'm watching it and I'm still like, oh, I'm actually really enjoying this. Regina King's performance is fantastic. Well, she's great. In um, yeah. And again, I don't think she was nominated for like a Golden Globe or anything like that. Um, uh, so I don't know. Maybe we'll see what happens when Emmy season comes around. Is that is HBO? HBO shows are uh, eligible yeah, for yeah, Emmy. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I would hope that she would be awarded or nominated at the very least. But she's definitely have one of the, one of the best performances I've seen on television this year. Um, Oh, The Good Place. The Good good Place. place. Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, we were, again, a movie podcast, but we are all, you know, uh, rampant over consumers of media. So (laughs) we're going to jump all around today. (laughs) Earlier this week, I just watched the most recent episode of The Good Place, and I I cried. I'm I'm not caught up. Yeah. Is it the finale yet? No, it's not the finale yet. Actually, I don't know if it's the most recent episode, because I know that uh, or at least i have a good idea that you watched it already okay <laughs> was it the cheaty episode there was the cheaty episode. okay that's not the most i think there's like maybe one or two okay so, so I watched no, the, the, no, don't worry i'm waiting watched... for the whole season to come out and then <laughs> okay. i will like i watched the cheaty episode and i cried <sighs> oh <laughs> no yeah you don't want to know i don't yeah, want to know we're not going to tell you <laughs> that'll happen in 2020 uh, <laughs> yeah i mean shit's creek happened Schitt's this Schitt's year happened. and i oh. like i was I think I, I think I converted like probably like at least ten people to this show of just like me being like, No, you have you to have watch to watch this it. show. Mm-hmm. Like and I promise you you will thank me for it. And everyone that I've recommended it to that like watched it was like Okay, you're right. Yes. Yep. <laughs> they all are converts now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was going to save this for recommendations, but um, this year brought the new season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as well. Oh, yeah. Which, I haven't yeah, seen that at all. But it, It's very good. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, um, yeah Bill Hader's having a, a year. He had, what, Barry, I think, was uh, yep. his HBO show. And, not, and he's apparently the best part of the second It movie, um, which, from everything else I've heard, is just, like, overly long and <laughs> is it out yet yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah that's a thing well that the also book happened. is like only ten thousand pages so. yeah <laughs> yeah stephen king known yeah. for his you know very short and concise stephen king and only using the same idea once too like he never yeah. takes the same idea and just re- writes another book about it and then another book about it and then yeah, another book about it there's not like eight magical negroes in like, <laughs> that, that keep popping there's up throughout like all of his books six different stories where a bunch of white people are like trapped in a diner somewhere 
<laughs> or a car comes to life is going to kill people or but i mean hey you know like if, if that's what pays the bills like it, it, it pays the bills for him so <laughs> <laughs> and i enjoy his twitter presence so yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna hate on stephen king too much <laughs> well yeah um let's yeah let's talk about some hidden gems because we mentioned fast color before mm-hmm. and again that was one of the most criminally like like underrated under like uh, criminally to the like, point where like i want somebody to like be sued yeah like it I, was... I want someone in the marketing department from like... well call it your 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 father is a judge you should know the difference between <laughs> yeah, criminal and right? civil court come on now that's a civil case that's a civil case okay i want a civil action to be levied against the marketing department responsible for fast color because it's an incredible movie that nobody knows exists yeah it was it was such uh it was let down so hard by like distribution by marketing um and is honestly one of the most like stunningly beautiful uh like superhero movies ever one of the most like thoughtful and insightful movies about uh you know women and black women in particular and it's just a movie that does such a good job of character building of world building of storytelling storytelling and, and it, it's it's not only a superhero movie it's like the best apocalypse movie that's come out in yeah. a long time like it's a really different and well thought out apocalypse yeah uh very similar to another one of my hidden gems which Ooh. is train to busan yes. like yes. another amazing yes. like i never thought i would find myself weeping at the end of a zombie movie <laughs> and like that movie like did that to me like it was it was heartbreaking. It was beautiful. It was a story that was like, oh, yeah, like, if you think you're, like, bored or, like, if you think zombie movies have been overdone, this is the movie that's like, oh, but just just watch this one. Just, like, it, it just... It's <laughs> so unique and takes it in a whole new direction. And you're right. It is kind of, like, sob-worthy at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I think, like, The Walking Dead, which I stopped watching after, like, season three. I, I just, don't even know if I made it that far. I yeah, I got, like, halfway through season three before I was just like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, I got, like, halfway through the <laughs> comics, and I was well, like, I was, oh, I, that, that was my problem, is I was reading the comics, and compared to the show, the comics are so fast-paced, and that yeah. show is so slowly paced it's torturous yes. <laughs> the pilot is really good yeah, yeah. no the episode, first se- the yeah. first season is solid uh the second season actually the first season is like great it, it's like full-on like amazing television the second season is solid and then the third season is just like starts to like drag and then by, I, I just i just yeah, I, yeah I, everything i've heard since then has just been like why are we still doing this <laughs> Uh, Kelly was so good because there's no talking, right? It's him by himself exploring this world. And I was like, they're going to have a TV show where nobody talks, right? Where it's just just all visual and auditory storytelling. Yeah. And then like episode two, it's like chat, 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 chat. I was like, Um, Yeah. Do you guys have any any hidden gems that you want to bring to the light? Tara, why don't you get us started? Should I get us started? Okay. So I had broken it down by genre. Because that's part of the fun is like, okay, what was like the best horror movie of the last 10 years? Not the best one, but what's like the one that maybe is overlooked, right? This is the hidden gems as opposed right. to best of. So if we're going to, if we do that, let's just have you, you'll name the, the topic. Okay. Or the, and then the we'll genre and then we'll we each pick one. Yeah. Perfect. Horror. So what's your horror? The witch. That oh, would, that yeah. would also <laughs> be mine. That's on my list here. <laughs> like, like, 
<laughs> yep. I don't know if I have another pick for horror films from this decade other than The Witch because it's it's that good. Yeah. yeah. The the detail in terms of the language, there was one point where I actually turned on the um, subtitles because I was having such a hard time with the ye olde language of where I'm from, New England, right? And uh, it's spooky, it's odd, it's terrifying. Black Philip, the goat, is like yeah. the best villain in the world, and it's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> it has a phenomenal ending. All the kind of psychosexual components of it, where, you know, the young woman is kind of coming into her own as her mother is leaving the kind of childbearing years. It's fucked up, it's beautiful, and it has a goat. And I love to live deliciously. Yeah. yeah. I do I, want to live deliciously. Do you want to taste of butter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and to that, like, as far as, like, the whole, you know, women and power and knowledge and that fear surrounding all yes. of that, um, it does a really good job of illustrating um, how that mythos, mm-hmm. like, came to be, or, like, not even how it came to be, but how it was, like, implemented, like, within that time of, like, this, like, fear of like the unknown and like of not only the unknown but of like men not knowing and women having more knowledge of like and then, these weird yes. like things these like these like areas like these places in the woods and the forest beyond like what is settled yes. and like these women having this like kind of like uh attunement with nature and this knowledge that yeah, yeah, is, and, and therefore like, women are to be feared yeah. Pun- yeah. and punished for it exactly yes. <laughs> yeah yeah, um, but also like what I love about that film is like because horror movies like so recently have been all about like torture porn and yes. gore and all this stuff, and this movie doesn't like it has no gore in it at all. It's just it's mm-hmm. all just about like this really creepy aesthetic. Like it just like dumps you into this like spooky ass world and makes you sit in it for a couple hours. Yes, and that's what I really like in a horror film. Like as opposed to like just oh I don't want to watch somebody be tortured. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. A- and that that world is based in reality like historical reality right yeah. that all of the i think all of the lines of dialogue come from historical documents yeah, of the yeah. Period, it was like, like very thoroughly researched yes yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah that was my that's probably it, like it's underappreciated i i know a lot of people as you both like it but that it that's one of those ones i think 10 years from now people will still remember and be excited about that's how I also feel about Hereditary. I don't know if either oh, of you yes. have seen that yep. one, but I've I've been meaning to, and I've yet to just get like the courage up to like sit down in the dark <laughs> and watch Hereditary. Well, it does the, it does a similar yeah. thing where it doesn't? It's not like super gory. There's like a couple of moments where there's like some really some violence, um, like yeah, like graphic imagery. But for the most part, it is about just kind of like finding the mood, and then just like immersing the audience into it simmer in it yeah (laughs) exactly and it's just like this slow like this yeah this slow simmering feeling of like unease that you get throughout the entire thing um which again ari aster does um well in midsummer too which i haven't Um, seen yet yeah yeah you you just kind of like you just kind of the whole time you just have this like feeling of like waiting for like the pin to drop yep and it doesn't ever drop in the way that you're expecting it to and like you know like the jump scare where it's like the tension just builds to a jump scare just like it builds to like these like culminations where it's like rising and then by the time you like look back you're like oh shit like we're in the deep end (laughs) yep we're we're far from the shallows now (laughs) (laughs) um another movie are you gonna sing for us yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't even know the words. I haven't seen that oh, movie. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Greg and I were, like, weeping through it. <laughs> I never love again. Uh, um, so, I don't know. Not necessarily horror, but uh, definitely horrifying in, in ways. Eighth grade. <laughs> oh, that was going to be one of my picks for just, I don't even know what genre to put it in, but that was going to be one of my picks for the decade was eighth grade. Yeah, I think that there's some horror elements in that. In that. <laughs> I still um, haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, it's just like that that feeling of, yeah, being at that stage of your life of where you just, everything just being, is just like yeah. so awkward and just that like anxiety of like trying to do you're not like, selling the movie this no, well, well, well since Tara hasn't <laughs> seen it I, I can't like go into it you but there is, it. is okay. like the one way. scene in the back seat where she's getting a ride home from the high school boy yeah. and I'm like oh that just like makes your skin crawl because yeah. like, what, what, what's the well, tone it's, of it? it's this thing of like this high school this like ninth or 10th grade boy is trying to take advantage of this 8th grade girl like, yes yeah. Yeah, it's, it's creepy. It's very, very creepy in such a relatable and understandable and real way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to relive any of those years of my life. I, don't watch this movie. I mean, I it's see it. it's, I see it's it. a really well done, and it's it's one of those things where, um, yeah, because Bo Burnham like wrote and directed it, and so you're like Bo 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 Burnham. Bo Burnham? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which again, from his comedy, like there, he's you can tell he's a very thoughtful person. Yeah. Um, I don't but, know who that is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of like he, he's a of comedian, his... like, but most of his stuff is on the internet. Like, he's not mm-hmm. like necessarily a stand-up. He has done some stand-up since he's gotten like famous doing comedy online. But like, just Google Bo Burnham and you'll find All like right. tons of his stuff. Um, but but to what you were saying, Craig, about like him, like it, it really Bo Burnham did this. I, I walked out of that movie. Like Steph and I saw it together, and we walked out, and I said, "So, what do you think?" Like as how well did Bo Burnham, like a man in his 30s, like nail down the experience of being an eighth grade girl? And she took a pause and said, um, fucking perfectly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's the thing of like, um, good uh, direction and good storytelling in movies and any media, really, being able to take a kind of universal concept applying it to a specific situation mm-hmm. and having uh, an audience be able to relate to a character who doesn't look anything like them mm-hmm. uh, is really just what most media is, is about is attempting to do because no one is the same but we do have like shared experiences we have these uh, you know shared fears and aspirations and so it does a good job of doing that, of like this feeling of where when I was watching it, I was feeling it from both ends of not only the uh, the eighth grade girl who's like trying to like find her way in the world, but also like her but father. But also her dad. Yeah, who was like trying to relate to her, who was like just trying to do his best by his daughter mm-hmm. and is, you know, at every point, you know, coming up, it's against a teenage girl so it's well, like, like coming up against like yeah like a girl who's like right on that cusp even, like she's yeah. like she's like an eighth grader like she's like in the worst period of being a human being yeah and like he's like and you feel so bad for him because he's trying so hard and he's just like coming up short in ways that like are so relatable and it's excellent performances like not only by the dad who's played who's a uh, josh hamilton but Elsie Fisher, who yeah. plays um, 
uh, Kaylee, like unbelievably great performance from this young girl. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. So now that we've gotten back off the rails, let's what's uh, our next genre? Ty. <laughs> yeah, let's, Keep let's, us on let's, track. Let's oh, uh, uh, there we go. I'll, I'll, okay, great. Romance. Oh, okay. It could be uh, rom-coms. It could be drama that's kind of romantic leaning. Um, so I know you also have like heist on yours. Yes. You uh, and mine, mine also falls within both of those categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's The Handmaiden. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're calling the handmaid yeah. romance. <laughs> I mean, it is a, there's a yeah. romance story in that film. Sure. What, yeah. Was there's it Suki and Tamako? I'm probably. I'm, I know Suki is one of the names, and I'm forgetting the other one. But um, yeah, there, there's there's elements yes. of romance in that movie. There's, I'm thinking of the what's under the. The, the, the floorboards. That's what my mind is going oh, to. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think of the love story when I think of The Handmaiden. I don't think of the horror elements of it. I always think of I think of it being a Park Chan Wook film. So yeah, there's going to be like something fucked. Something up. fucked. There's going to be multiple fucked up things going on. But what distinguishes The Handmaiden to me is that like at the core of it is this love story, and it actually has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. It does. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I, it qualifies as heist and romance, <laughs> <laughs> and like a con film, also like a good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wins on all fronts. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. What's I your mean, pick, Colin? Do you have a, my a pick for romance is going to be The Big Sick. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Um, because it's a romantic comedy. It's like one of the funniest movies like to come out. I think in the last ten years, because like like the first act of that movie is so so funny. But then it also gets like really dramatic and really serious. And there's like a because mm-hmm. it's a true story yeah. about how two real people actually fell in love. Like I think it's such a great romantic story. So the big sick is my pick for romance movie. That was my runner-up, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen that one. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Oh, like it. it's so good. I've heard, yeah. yeah. yeah like it. Um, I guess the, for romance, the one I was trying to think of that is kind of a hidden gem, again, that like time will forget, but per- maybe not, is um, About Time with uh, Rachel McAdams and the ginger from Star Wars. <laughs> Shoot, Brian, uh, oh, Brendan um, Gleeson. Brendan, uh, uh, Donald Gleeson. Yes, there oh, we go. Yeah. Yes, and so there, and then, um, uh, gosh, why can't I think of the director's name? Anyway, um, so he can time travel, right? And so it's a time. It, I love movies about time travel. It's a romance about time travel. It's really more about the son and his father because his father can also time travel. Um, and it's quite lovely. And it's watching all the awkward. Imagine being able to go back and when you awkwardly meet someone being able to fix it, right? And then going back and kind of reliving every day. Sorry, plot spoiler, but the way he ends up using his time travel power basically is he lives every day as we all do. And then he he goes back and just relives it again, but he knows how it turns out. So he's like happy and enjoying it. And like all the stress is gone. And like he's paying attention to all the details, you know, that, that we don't get to do because we're focused on other things. So it's quite lovely and silly and that's one of those movies that's been recommended to me a lot and i still haven't seen yes yeah yeah. why can't i think of the i'll think of his name in a second um yeah i brought it up before but if bill street could talk also yeah yep also very good yeah um in terms of romance yes um yeah i can't believe you said romance the handmaiden okay all right other genres uh (laughs) what's adjacent to romance comedy right um yeah um let's see 
I got the other guys. I thought that that the other guys was is like great. surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, That's the it's, Shane it's, Black movie. Is it? I don't yeah. know. With uh, Russell Crowe and uh, no, no, no. It's like Will Ferrell. It's Will Ferrell and. Um, uh, Why am I forgetting? Uh, it's Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Which I wait, mean, what? Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> what makes the other guys great is like the first like. 15 or 20 minutes of the other guys because it starts out as like a cop like your regular like cop movie with like Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock yeah. where they're like the hero cops and they're like mm-hmm. let's do it and they jump off of the roof like following the bad guys and they immediately die <laughs> and so like now it's it's taken up like it, it has to be the other guys take over oh, the case which nice. is like Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg is like just these kind of run of the mill cops sorry I'm just putting, trying to put the two of them in a movie together <laughs> I know that's so well there, this is the that That's was the first works. one, and now there's been what two more? Because they right. they have what Daddy's Home. Yeah, they home. did Daddy's Home and yeah. Daddy's Home Two, which and... again just uh, yeah, because yeah. they they brought in like Mel Gibson for the. Second. They brought in oh. Mel Gibson for the yeah, sequel. Yeah, so it's just like oh was yeah, was it like, jokingly bringing in Mel Gibson? No, no. I mean, well, I mean, Mark Wahlberg has his own hate crimes. So, yeah, it, no, no, like, there's, convicted of a hate crime. Yeah, no, there's convicted of a hate crime. So yeah, yeah. it's like there's I'm sure there's some you know <laughs> douchebaggery crossover there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they're uh, the same support group yeah. for people who committed hate crimes and feel bad about getting caught for it. Yeah, <laughs> do they feel bad or do they, they feel, they feel, feel bad like they need caught, to get money? Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, Twenty One Jump Street. That I that remake was like surprisingly good. Like, really? Yeah. Where it was just like, it's, it's, when, it's like when, surprisingly good. Yeah. Like when it happened, when it was like first coming out, I was like, who needs this? Nobody needs this. Yeah. And then I like watched it, and I was like. Oh, damn oh it. I that needed that. For comedies, I'm going to say uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Wait, the first or, or, one? No, no, Jumanji, the first one. Yeah, like, yeah. Jumanji. The um, remake of. Welcome to the Jungle, because the next one is the next level. Oh, is it? Okay. The, the new one is Jumanji, the next level, which is not out yet. Or, or maybe I think it, it just came, came out. out. Yeah. But um, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle is like one of those movies you're like, really? And then you see it and you're like, that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> they also did a good job of, again, not just like solely banking on like just nostalgia from the first one. Mm-hmm. It actually did something different. Nice. And so that was actually a really nice change of pace and something that was like, oh, this is a remake, but it's more of a reboot. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was fine with it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um,. I've got a few on the comedy. Oh, keep going, um, keep going. Pop star never stop stopping. Yes. No, never stop, never stopping. <laughs> never, never stop. Never uh, stop. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh my god, oh. it was on TV one day, and I just like watched it, and I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's essentially, uh, it's uh, like the Lonely Island guys, um, them like kind of doing like a. Uh, it's kind of like tap. Justin. B- <laughs> yeah, it's like Justin Bieber meets Spinal Tap of yep. <laughs> like this like pop star. Uh, well, it's like a pop group who becomes like, uh, and then Adney Sandberg becomes like a solo act. Mm-hmm. And then it just like kind of documents like the whole thing of that. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> At one point there's like a dick that's just like, <laughs> like pressed <laughs> against the window of the limo. <laughs> Which oh. is also hilarious. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that yeah. one was good. Yeah. Uh, Inger Goes West, which... Inger Goes West was really good. Yeah, again, a kind of like comedy, dark comedy, almost like leaning into like a light thriller because mm. uh, it's like uh, Aubrey Plaza 
um, who yes. is like pretty much stalking Elizabeth Olsen. I have seen this, yes. Um, so yeah, Elizabeth Olsen is like a, an influencer, like an Instagram influencer. Like Instagram, yeah. Um, and uh, Ingrid, played by Aubrey Plaza, like wants to like become her. Well, basically. yeah, she yeah. essentially becomes like obsessed with her. It's like uh, very like single white female-esque uh, mm-hmm. without like the full like identity swap or st- uh, st- stolen identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's really good. Uh, and Aubrey Plaza, that's like one of the first movies that I saw her in um, after, you know, kind of like Parks and Rec. Uh, and I think she'd done like a couple of other things where mm-hmm. she was kind of still just playing um, April. April. Yep. And this is kind of like a, the first movie that I saw her in that was like, Oh, she like has some chops. Like she has some she, range. She's got some. She's got more to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's in one episode of Easy, which is a Netflix series, mm-hmm. which is excellent. It's all sort of like little vignettes of different under in, in different like loosely connected people in the city mm-hmm. of Chicago, but all about like love and relationships. And she's in like one excellent episode. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. yeah, she's also in Legion, which is yeah, which yeah, yeah. she's great in Legion. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, for comedies, I definitely had Spy. I don't know if either of you yeah, have seen spy, that. I like Spy Speaking a lot. of dicks on screen. Dicks, dicks on screen. <laughs> Man, I saw that movie with uh, uh, Jim and I used to live. Hi, Julie and Sean, with this other couple. And they, Julie and Sean are such good laughers, right? Like they just sitting with them, hearing them laugh, you just start laughing, right? And so we watched it with them and like, I was like hysterically crying of laughter, right? And I was like, hmm, is this going to hold up without Julie and Sean? It holds up, it holds up, right? <laughs> it really is that funny and over the top and jokes about people's hairspray, being a helmet. I don't know, anyway, it's really good. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Booksmart. Booksmart, oh, yeah. yes. going to be one of the best yes. comedies of the decade for yes. sure. Yes, Um... Uh, other thing, I guess uh, we can consider "Sorry to Bother You" a comedy. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. That was that was a really good one. Um, and yeah, great like first uh, a directorial debut for Boots Riley, um, which yeah, it, it was that movie was so much fun and also thought-provoking yes I was, I was thoughtful i was yeah. trying to get come up with that yeah. if we're gonna talk about like comedies that are not thought-provoking at all but are just like super fun uh they came together oh yeah yes oh i forgot about that was Again, that the one that lance, was lance, on that lance was, um, was lance on that episode oh no he was celeste and he jesse was celeste forever, and jesse forever yeah, yeah. Which, was that also from this decade i would have to look I think it might have maybe just been right on the cusp or maybe, yeah, yeah it might have been, it might have been, but I don't remember the exact year. That was, uh, what, Rashida Jones and Andy Samberg again, right? Was it, um, uh, Celeste and Jesse Forever is, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they came together was, uh, Amy, Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like everyone else who's like a great improviser because it's one of those like mostly improv, like spoof movies, just like spoofing like romantic Rome comedies yes, and like yes. just being like really... And taking every trope from every rom-com and like shitting all over it in the most fantastic <laughs> yeah, way. Like the saying, you can almost say that New York City is the fifth uh, it's, character. It's its own it's character. Its character. <laughs> <laughs> I want Harry Mazzelli bullshit. <laughs> I, I would put, uh, speaking of that, um, the Mindy Project, I know in the hidden gems realm, like a lot of people did not like it because they thought it was going to be quote unquote smarter or something. But it's a rom-com. It's a romantic comedy series, which you 
you never get to see. And there's a great line about that where she's like, and we were dating and we went everywhere in New York City and it was so white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yep. yeah, that's rom coms. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She does a great job parodying. <laughs> While also, like a good parody, you make fun of the thing, but you also still have to provide what that thing does, right? Like a parody of an action movie, you still need some good action scenes, right? Or you still need to provide the thrill of an action scene. So to be able to parody a rom-com while still also being romantic and funny. Ah, really good TV series. Yep. Yep, Danny Castellano forever. Okay. Uh, if, if Before we move off yeah. of comedies, I just want to do an honorable mention because it's not from this decade. It's like on the cusp of it because it, it came out in 2007 and it is one of those hidden gems, one of those things like people did not appreciate, appreciate this movie. Mm-hmm. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> If for nothing else, just the recurring runner of like, he's like, anytime he's going to get into a new drug, there's Tim Meadows like, you don't want any part of this shit. (laughs) It's so great. Oh my gosh, it does. It parodies the um, beginning of the Johnny Cash movie, Walk the Line, so well. I'm going to spoil it, but he ends up cutting himself in In half. half. (laughs) And his dad keeps all saying, the wrong brother died. (laughs) Like all these dad issues that are so rampant in these types of movies. Like it did so poorly at the box office and it was so So good. You're right. I forgot about that. I'm going to rewatch that this holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good party laugh <laughs> uh, was there any like uh, moving into sci-fi was there anything that overlaps between comedy and sci-fi that was good recently I mean Men in Black was the first big thing that really but, did which was, was that kind of, good was like, was that no good? no no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying I was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did an episode on that. We yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly, yeah, exactly. It's a movie. It I remember happened. a lot of Lexus logos. Yes, <laughs> that's what Thompson got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anything else in terms of uh, like sci-fi comedy yeah. crossover? Not that mm-hmm. I can think of. No. Oh, okay. Well, sci-fi. Should we jump there? Sure. I'm going to say Annihilation. Oh, I have that on my list, of course. <laughs> you both like I was so bored. I, you both I liked it so much. I loved it. So tell me why. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where I think the, again, it sets the tone of yeah. the movie very well. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the tone being, it's a lot slower than most sci-fi movies mm-hmm. are generally. Mm-hmm. But... I really just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the tone of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it for the slow burn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, like all gave like really good performances. Great performances. I love. I liked the fact that it's like a female-driven story. I liked and just the production design. It's like such yeah. a gorgeous-looking movie that it, like that's why I'm okay with like the slow pace. It's like I'm just so happy looking at this that I can deal with like the the story like progressing slowly. Yeah, and we'll like we'll move into this I have for later, but um yeah, the score I also really really yeah. love. Okay, I have to rewatch it obviously cuz maybe I just was like not feeling it the first time, but <laughs> if you both love it this much, I have to rewatch it. Well, and that's again in, in a similar vein, um Arrival is on my list. Oh, absolutely. Um, Arrival is like oh. and just uh Amy Adams was <laughs> robbed. Just just robbed just so often just amy adams is like one of the like 
greatest like white women actors we have yeah. and I just want her to get her due. Yes. I want her to get her due. Yeah, because she's been doing so much so greatly yep. since Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Like, since, like, oh, since, you're right. She was in that. Yeah. She, that's oh. like, I think that might be her first, first movie. movie. Oh. Yeah. But like she's... Even in The Office. Like, even in The Office, great yeah. in The Office. She's the first she's lady in, the first, in like episode She's in the first season of The Office. Oh. She's a love interest for Jim. Really? Yeah. yeah. She, she oh. dates Jim for like a little while mm-hmm. in the first season of The Office. Which, yeah. ooh, uh, I mean, we can. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to get into The Office. That's a whole other trick because I rewatched it like last year and I was just like, God damn it, Jim is trash. No, he's the worst. <laughs> he's a manipulator. He's terrible. He's cruel. He's disgusting. I hate that. He doesn't. Sorry, he yeah. does not deserve Karen. Like, no. I don't even like. Ah. You mean Pam? No, Karen. Like, uh, Rashida Jones. Oh, Like, that whole thing. I feel like Kim and Pam, like, again, I feel like they kind of deserve each other. Like, and I get, like, I get within the context of the show, like, yes, it's great. They're in love. They're they're a wonderful match for each other. But, like, they both are, like, pretty shitty people in general. Nasty, (laughs) manipulative. Yeah, I, I, I guess I never understood why anyone was rooting for either of them yeah i mean uh, i mean there because when you compare it to like michael scott like yeah, <laughs> or like dwight or dwight or, or like, angela, or, or angela like, or yeah. like most of the other characters on that show like it's i just want daryl to win at the yeah. end you know like show about how great daryl is i liked jan or uh, what's his oh, name jan what's the japanese jan guy jan. who's like kind of oh yeah out the japanese guy in the warehouse who yeah. was like a surgeon in japan yeah Oh. He like kills the mafia guy. Like I want that whole backstory. Like I want, I want a movie about that. Yeah. Oh, we've gone down a rabbit Just like hole. The steady hands. <laughs> steady hands. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Amy Adams, wonderful actress. Yes, The Arrival, good movie, yes. fantastic. Um, let's see, sci-fi. I think Okja counts as sci-fi. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, I had never and I don't really it. know where else to place yeah. it. So <laughs> it's kind of a comedy. Realism. Yeah, Tilda Swinton does Tilda Swinton's thing, like on full volume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, you will like it. Stephen like Yun. Yeah, I've heard this. Um, is in that as well. Yeah. Uh, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I had um, uh, Under the Skin. I don't know if either of you saw that. It's, Ooh, I mean, it's yeah. a French film, but it stars Scarlett Johansson. So, like, it's, you know, hmm. a certain level. It's on Netflix now. It is disturbing and weird and odd. And she is an alien who basically goes seducing oh, men. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Want, walks them into this pit of blackness. It's spooky, moody, odd, sort of sci-fi, right? But also maybe a drama? I, I don't know. I don't even know how to classify it, but it, it, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, from everything I've heard, that is one of like her best performances. Yeah, because I don't... Um, otherwise, I could give two shits about her where it's like oh yeah like here you go like yeah play an alien that's fine leave trans people and asian people alone (laughs) (laughs) just leave them alone don't even be a human being (laughs) yeah go go play that tree that you say you want to do it's like (laughs) which uh that was a whole Anyway, anyway. Yeah, we're talking uh, <laughs> yeah. sci-fi hidden gems. Europa Report. Ah, yes, yes, that one. Which one's that one? It's a uh, like uh like 
barely anybody saw it. It's like a hidden, or like a found footage film about a mission that's going to look for life on Europa. Yes. And it's so good. Yes. It, it's and like it's... so well done. Like it, it like Blair Witch Project left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths in terms of like hidden footage films. Mm -hmm. But this does like a, or a found footage film that like really is awesome and done from a cool sci-fi way. And yeah. is that where the one where they land on the planet on Europa and then it, Sorry, I'm trying to, I'm they going, land on the moon and they kind of get sucked like down yes, into the yes, water, yes. and then like it's like everyone dies, but they yes. find life on Europa. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's. I just wanted to make sure I was thinking. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, good hidden gem, hidden gem. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you remember Sunshine? That was uh, fun for the Ooh, first two thirds of the, the movie. Two thirds of that movie is really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, uh, gosh, a Hong Kong action director, isn't it? I think somebody, yeah, who made that. Anyway, yeah, it's really, really great, and then it falls off a cliff, right? Yeah. Like, just stop watching it, like, an hour and ten once, minutes. Once the blurry guy shows up, just, just stop turn watching it. Off. Turn it off. Just turn it off. But, yes, but up until then, <laughs> yeah. interesting. Michelle Yeoh is in it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, okay, anything else sci-fi related? No, I think I'm not really thinking of much. Okay, cool. Uh, action, because science fiction and action somehow get bled together a lot, which I find weird, but... Um, um, I mean, we got to talk about Bahubali. Bahubali! <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never seen such delight. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's... That's how much fun this movie is. Yeah, no, it is oh, wonderful. Nice. Uh, it's long as fuck. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's two movies. Two, and they're like each totally like three hours. Totally together about six hours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's it's worth it, and it flies by. Like, what, uh, what is it about? So it is, um, it is a Telugu uh, it's an cinema. Film. So yeah, yeah. yeah um, so yeah, Telugu is like uh, in India, <laughs> and so it's like it's not Bollywood. It's not Bollywood. It's, yeah. Okay. And so it's like it's another like again major like film production mm -hmm. like a center of film production in mm -hmm. India, mm -hmm. um, and Bahubali is this um, like epic. A story of like the son of like a demigod and or they're called like devas but they're they're like demigods I, and i'm sure that's probably like a mistranslation <laughs> yeah. but like that that's the closest that my but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like a battle of it. these two brother demigods yeah and like this epic scaling thing over like decades and years Whoa. And, yeah and, and it's got some of the most like ambitious action scenes like there's one where they like have uh, these soldiers kind of like line up in a circle with shields and fire them off of catapults over a wall and what? like they like land and like bounce apart like because their shields protected them from this like catapult <laughs> and there's like a whole giant epic battle scene where there's like this death battle chariot with like spinning wheel like spinning blades all over it and they're like riding through the like it's there's like goats on fire destroying a what? dam yeah. there's like this there is no way to describe the greatness of Bahubali with let I me mean, go back and listen to our episodes on it yeah because we did like a we two, did the first one and the second one yeah Whoa. we did because a two-part episode on Bahubali yeah and it's yeah. like it's got yeah action it's got romance it's got uh, it's got singing highly choreographed like yeah. dance like dance and song numbers uh yeah it's everything. It's literally got something for everything. It's for it, everyone. It is yeah. one of those movies that's everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to, for me to listen to this episode to be like, oh, all the movies I haven't seen that you all like. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Sounds great. All right, other action. Other well, action what, what do you have for action? Uh, for... for action, let me see. What do I have? Oh, I've totally forgotten. Where are my things here? Um, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yes, that's one of those movies that like I've been meaning to watch for a long time because everyone says like it's so good and it was marketed so badly. Yes. Yeah. So and I think they changed the name of it like, yeah, halfway they, through. Yeah. <laughs> it's now Live, Die, Die Repeat. repeat. Yeah. Yes, so, and which is the title of the manga that it kind of inspired it. It is, again kind of time travel it's groundhog's day meets mission it's like tom cruise mission impossible right so and it has emily blunt and she's like kicking ass in it and he lives the same day over and over and over again at, during an alien invasion trying to win the war against the aliens that's just never going to happen and it's beautiful it's like a it is like groundhog's day but it's also like a video game so something that does all of those things with great action set pieces like what could go wrong yeah you gotta troll the respawn Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> troll that's the a respawn, joke from Kimmy Schmidt oh. <laughs> um, Upgrade I don't think anyone saw what? this movie but no. it is the movie that Venom wishes it could be which is also mm. hilarious because the actor who is the main uh, character in Upgrade looks a whole lot like Tom Hardy um, yeah, I Upgrade. might have to pull up a picture here, but, um, yeah, it is essentially this guy who, um, is, uh, he, like, loses, like, all of his ability from, like, like his, uh, mobility from, like, the neck down, mm -hmm. and so they, like, install this, um, AI into him that, like, enhances him mm -hmm. and, like... He's RoboCop. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, without, like, it's, like, the armor is on the outside, or on the inside. It, on the inside, got it. Um... But it's like, yeah, it's like this symbiote. And so it like talks to him uh, and like, you know, it's like, oh, hey, like, I see you're trying to do this thing. Like, would you like some assistance? Oh. <laughs> and then he just like proceeds to like stab some dude through his hand and like do backflips across the room. And it's it's a great movie. And the ending, like, I don't know if you guys want me to spoil it, but like the spoil ending. Spoil it. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so like essentially like the ending is like the AI is like actually like orchestrated this whole like this whole thing this whole time and was like trying to like bring itself like into, into the world being. yeah uh, and so it like kind of ends on this like really interesting like dystopian like Dark. horror yeah, like, type yeah, of yeah, note yeah. Oh, and awesome. it does like it's one of those things where like literally like I was gut punched by like the last like five minutes of this movie of like holy shit they did that <laughs> See, I, I avoided it because of the trailer. Like, the trailer made it look like it was, like, a live-action version of Bioshock. Uh, and it was like, I don't want to see Bioshock the movie. I, lo I love the, the, the marketing, right? What we're finding again and again is, like, the unappreciated gems are because the marketing department fucked up, right? Edge of Tomorrow. They're making a sequel, right? They're, they're, it's in production yeah, now. Yeah, this guy totally looks like very that's Tom, Tom Hardy. That's Tom Hardy. That's not Tom Hardy. But that's he, Tom he Hardy. Very much it looks, looks like, Tom, like Hardy. Tom Hardy. Is that the guy uh, from Prometheus? Logan Marshall Green. I think so. He's the one who has the, like, eats the worm. I haven't seen Prometheus, goes, like, since it came oh. out. Stupid. <laughs> what, Craig? You don't watch Prometheus every year, like Not all your of holiday us. film. I mean, everybody loved Prometheus so much. He's down on Christmas morning, and the whole family it watches. It's a tradition that everybody watches. So what you're saying is that's Prometheus. not going to be on your list of movies that you watched the first time and hated, and now you love. No, it's not. No. 
not. It is not. It's going to be on that, I think, everyone's list of, I had so high hopes for this movie, and then it was and bad. Then, and then my heart <laughs> broke into a million pieces. It's like still like melted in a puddle on the floor of the theater. <sighs> okay, uh, action. We were talking about action. Heist movies. Uh, action movies like adjacent uh, with heists. Like, it's not a hidden gem for action, but Thor Ragnarok, I think, yes. is the best like Marvel film hands down of like yeah. the decade but. yes yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. more of a comedy than anything else which yeah. it should be yeah yeah it's that, fun that giant rainbow bridge everything about it is just lovely yes. yeah that's like one of those movies where like watching it is just like comfort food yes. just like, oh, and, this is nice. and, and just the fact that a thor movie ends up becoming one of my favorite marvel movies <laughs> is saying something saying just so much about the power well of taika waititi yes like just say like oh no give it to this guy can taika just be in charge of everything and okay with that right if disney's wants to have all the media in the world can we just put him in charge at disney <laughs> i'd be all right with that um, heist movies. So I, heist is like my favorite, probably subgenre. I love watching them, and I will watch terrible heist movies over and over again just because I like it so much. Hell or High Water. I don't know if either of you saw that. I didn't see it. Yep. Uh, it 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 the opening shot alone, I could do a whole podcast on because it's so thoughtful and smart, and uh, it's the best kind of where you know this is not going to end well. Like you just like you have that sinking pit stomach feeling the whole movie and it keeps surprising you and taking it in new directions it still doesn't end up well but watching it all degrade and fall apart is lovely yeah yeah so i, w- I would put that as a, a hidden gem of uh it, it's it's not quite a hidden gem because it was like popular and like wide release but i really enjoyed oceans eight so did i like, I, 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 I think that oceans eight got a lot of hate from people and i i really liked oceans eight i thought it was fun i like enjoyed the heist i like still got a surprise at the end mm-hmm. like there was a lot about oceans eight that i found very enjoyable it does all the yeah. things oceans 11 yeah, does. It, it's it's, yes. it, it's the best one since oceans 11 like yes. oceans 12 and oceans 13 are both pretty bad yes and, and oceans <laughs> 8 was was really good a return so, to form yeah yep. plus it has aquafina in it right like yes how can and uh, uh mindy Kaling. and mindy kaling yep. yeah yeah and rihanna which, and rihanna oh yeah. right again yeah. she's always just so much fun to watch uh yeah. despite not necessarily being provided with the best projects <laughs> battleship oh, oh boy <laughs> i remember when that but, when that that trailer came out i was like is that rihanna like that what yeah yeah, yeah. if we're going to talk about like bad movies their battleship has a sequence in the end where they are literally playing battleship like no. they're yeah they're on like this hard. they're on this like older like vessel and they're trying to take down something but all the targeting systems are down so they're like their captain is literally calling out like d5 and they're like shooting their old cannons no. like trying yeah it's, it's ludicrous <laughs> all right that sounds like a, that should be in comedy not action yeah. right? uh did inception come out this decade i think it might have been uh, a little bit earlier uh, i think it, it might be from the sure, last well, one but... what would what do you what do you want to say about inception oh no that's a good heist movie Oh, it is a heist movie. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, I find it, it this is so Inception came out in 2010. Oh, perfect. So there, we go, yes. oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good heist movie. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find this stuff no. so irritating. Yes, That's, me yeah. too. Well, I think like, again, just based on the heist of it all, the I heist think is that, good. that is yeah. I, I like the heist elements. Uh, 
the heist elements for me don't overcome the Christopher Nolan-ness. Of the <laughs> yes, the Christopher Nolan stank. Oh, film Twitter's going to come for you, Cullen. Yeah, you know, yeah let him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, will, I will die on my hill of disliking Christopher Nolan. Yeah, me too. I'm with you on that. Oof. Uh, it's like the worst parts of fanboy is uh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> keep going, keep going. We're talking about good things in the last decade. <laughs> but heist films, like I'm oh. trying to think of other heist films from uh-huh. this decade other than Parasite, uh, which yeah, is par- a little yes. bit of a, a heist film. Yeah, it's like a con. Of yeah. A con. Yeah, 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 Parasite is definitely on there, which thankfully is not underappreciated. <laughs> oh, oh, how could we talk about this without mentioning Paul Blart 2? <laughs> <laughs> oh god Paul Blart Mall Cop no, I'm, I'm, no it's it's no. an abysmally bad movie like it's it's a horrifically bad movie the only reason why we watched it is to like further appreciate um, Till Death Do Us Blart the eternal annual podcast <laughs> Yeah, which that's that's on you, Colin. We're, we're, yeah, that's entirely that's, my fault. Vengeance will still be coming <laughs> for that. Is mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the other category I had was movies from the two thousands, from the aughts, that I hated when they came out, but then learned to love over the last decade. So shit that on first uh, that comes out and you're like, I hate this, and or like I'm so bored by it, or what have you, and then you have an appreciation for. It. So does anything like that come? Like come up like for you. Like movies that I've come to appreciate that yes, I didn't like. That you didn't like, like the first time that you watched. Um. So actually, we we watched uh, Push for a shitty movie night like not that long ago. It's like the Chris Evans Dakota Fanning. Was Did we I watch there? that? Maybe we didn't watch it. Maybe that I just watched that. That might have been you and Dennis. Oh uh, yeah, I, I wasn't there. But that was like one of those things where it was like watching it. I was like, oh, this is actually like pretty fun. It's like it's not like a great movie by any means. Uh, definitely like very early uh, Chris Evans uh, in his career, but I like watched it again. I was like, you know what? It's fun. It's a yeah. fun movie. All right. Um, also, Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone is awesome. Yeah, what is that? Like, yeah. It's it, it's campy and dark and violent, like hyper violent. Yeah. It's like uh, it's it's this movie. It's about like. The Punisher. The Punisher. Um, like the comic book character? Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's a Punisher movie, but it's done by this German director, Lexi Alexander. Yeah. Uh, and she pretty much got like a lot of hate for it. But then uh, I think I, it was on How Did This Get Made? I think they were talking yeah, they, about they, it. Yeah, they had her on. Yeah. Mm. Like Patton Oswalt like knows her. So Patton Oswalt brought Lexi Alexander on to talk about Punisher Warzone because it's this crazy ass movie. That, but, like, it, but it also yeah. like captures the comics like actually like one of the most accurate portrayals uh, like yeah. f- directly from like the original comics of Punisher so um, I think that it was one of those things where it was like in the early days of superhero movies where mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that were still being worked out um, as we you know noticed with uh, <clears throat> the best movie of all time sure uh, <laughs> Ong <laughs> the Hulk yes is that what you're referring to <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there there are some like things that are still being worked out, and I think that um, it's one of those things where they filmmakers like kind of started to realize that like you couldn't just directly translate everything from a comic into a movie and have mm-hmm. it like still work the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, the Punisher does a better job than most at that, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely the um, 
I feel like they, they've really kind of gotten into a groove of like, okay, we don't have to take every single like thing directly out of the panels. We can, you know, put some like cinematic qualities cinematic. Uh-huh. into this. Uh, and so, um, yeah, while it was who still kind of the Punisher, who's the Punisher? Oh, oh is it someone? It's, it's somebody that who's you know? not like super famous. Um, uh, but I feel um, like I'm not, I was like, why was I thinking? Jigsaw is played by um, uh, Detective McNulty from The Wire. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever his face is. Did, I know who. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um, I'm trying to remember who plays the Punisher. Ray anyway. Stevenson. Yeah. What does he look like? And Dominic West is uh, yeah. Dominic Jigsaw. West is, oh, okay. is McNulty. I think but, yeah. isn't Ray Stevenson isn't he an Aussie actor? Anyway, fascinating. I look forward to that. Sounds like a hidden gem slash that uh, uh, it's like a fine wine or a fine cheese or something that gets yeah. better with age. Just go in expecting it to be like bonkers. Yeah, like you just have to know that like this movie's totally crazy. Got it. But, Got it. Yeah. Okay, Colin, did you have anything that you? Uh, were like, I'll oh. think of a movie that like has grown in my appreciation uh-huh. over time from like the two thousands into now, which is uh, Quantum of Solace. So bring a little bit of James Bond in here. Uh-huh. Um, the first time seeing that movie in the theater, I was walking out being like, "Those are some cool set pieces and stuff," but what the fuck was going on? <laughs> like, I have no idea what that plot was. Like, the, the, there was a lot of stuff. But w- the trick with that movie is you have to watch it like right after you watch Casino Royale because it's oh. a direct like it takes like it it's starts like the next like, day seconds yeah. after Casino Royale. Oh. Like, like, like it takes like it starts like five minutes after Casino Royale and it like just continues on. So if you do that and like it makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you, it, it's easier to follow that plot and it's got some of the best action sequences of any James Bond movie. Like the cold open of that film has the best car chase. Is that the it, one with, where it starts with the helicopter during Day of the Dead celebrations no, that's in Spectre. Mexico? That's Spectre. Okay. Yeah. So which is which is how does Quantum of Solace start? It starts with a um, car chase down like a uh, like windy like. Uh, Spanish road where yes. like um, uh-huh. James Bond has Mr. White like this guy from Quantum in the trunk of his car yes. and he's being pursued by all these like gunmen in this other thing like just being and it ends with him like pulling into this like little cavern in Spain it, it's awesome like it's a really cool opening sequence it's a much underappreciated movie mm-hmm. I think Quantum of Solace is like my movie that has like grown in in my esteem over there we go over time yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, does that cover our I topics? Think yeah. Well, I've got just some random lists. Oh, wait, wait. Things. Oh, but the one that I, for me, that oh, yeah, over yeah. time what is do you um, got? What, I, what I have. Um, I have In the Cut, again, hidden gem, like forgotten gem. I haven't seen that one. It's a Jane Campion film starring Meg Ryan, where she's cast off type as a fuck up semi-alcoholic wordsmith and like English teacher or something right and she and Mark Ruffalo have this uh, 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 there's like a serial killer and they're killing all of Meg Ryan's people around her and Mark Ruffalo is the detective but maybe he's the villain and in the cut refers to slang for vagina right Um, (laughs) and there's all this like it's dark and like it like oozes booze and drugs and sex and it's confusing it has this very upsetting ending like I remember in the theater like it bombed because everyone wanted to be a Meg Ryan movie right and it's Jane Campion does Meg Ryan right so it's dark and upsetting and weird and 
I so I saw it in the theater. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I hate it. And then I have watched it pretty much every year since then. <laughs> and it just it, it like uh, what's the word like like drill uh, going back to the wrath of Khan like it's like that earworm <laughs> yes. thing where it like comes in and just nestles in my um, like movie imagination yeah it's I would recommend seeing that awesome yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry to go back just but because something going, came, came, yeah. came to my mind yeah. about Quantum of Solace is like it has one of the worst title songs of any James Bond movie ever is that it's so- Jack White and Alicia Keys which Whoa, are are good combo. on their own, but not for a Bond film. Like What's the song? Can you it's sing it? it's like random hall of animals with awesome block. Like it's it's terrible. Whoa! It, it, it's, it's it's so so bad. But go on YouTube because they originally had a different song. They had Shirley Bassey uh, doing uh-huh. a song called "No Good About Goodbye." It's like an old timey, mm-hmm. like old James Bond opening title sequence, and it's so much better mm-hmm. so somebody took like the title like sequences like all the mm-hmm. visuals and mm-hmm. put in the shirley bassey song nice so find that on youtube so like, watch that you, to watch that if you're going to revisit quantum of solace like first watch the awful awful song that they put in there and then watch what then they should wipe have it put. clean yeah watch what they should have put in nice. There. nice nice Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, I just got a quick few things that I just listed out just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because. Uh-huh. Uh, so, favorite movie scores um, Us uh, by Michael Abels, uh, Arrival uh, by uh-huh. Johan Johansson, mm-hmm. Fast Color by Rob Simonson or Simonson, Black Panther by Ludwig mm-hmm. Gorenson, mm-hmm. uh, Inception by Hans Zimmer. Uh, Annihilation. Inception by... is the one that has the. Yes, yeah. yes but that yeah. was but bef- the... that, this was before it became like the trope. Like it, yes. Yes. The, yeah, Inception it is what started it. Yes. So like you can't be that mad. And also it. the the score is you know obviously not just that for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, there's there, it's got this weird like. Um, I don't even know the name of the instrument, but it's like this weird kind of like melodica, but it sounds like kind of like hollow, like a, like a, yeah. It's, it's like also a, got some really cool, like percussive elements to it. Like yeah. where they're driving the tension with a lot of like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, um, sorry, I, I derailed your, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Annihilation, uh, by Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow, uh, Turbo Kid Chronicles of the Wasteland. Oh my God. Such a great score. Yeah. yeah. And that movie, I still, what I, is that movie? oh my God, it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Amazon. Uh, Don't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's this like uh, New Zealand, I think. Yeah, I think um, it, it's like Australian or New yeah. Zealand, but it's like a. But it's like a, a post apocalyptic, like kind of throwback to like 80s movies. Mm-hmm. It's um, like but 80s campy, fun action. Yeah. With this Who's really it? awesome synth score. It's no one you no would one know. Uh, it's no one, yeah. But it's. Uh, Except for Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside is the villain. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, it has Michael Ironside as a villain? Oh, I didn't yeah. watch this. Yeah, yes. no, it, it is one. Like, I, I listened to the soundtrack and I still like get chills on some of the music. And Ooh. it's it's so. Beautiful. It's such a good movie, um, and that's yeah. the soundtrack. Is we by, should have brought uh, that up when we were talking about action films. No, yeah, I know. I was like <laughs> looking at it, and when we were like we're already halfway down, I was like, yeah. I'll just come back to it when yeah. I talk about scores. Because yeah. Um, yeah, that movie is one hundred percent worth a watch. Mm. Um, it's like, did you ever see or hear of Kung Fury? No. Oh, okay, you just check that one out okay. too. That's a fun one. It's Great. only half an hour, uh-huh. but that one's a little bit more like spoofy, uh-huh. um, like 
Chronicles of the Wasteland like kind of takes itself more seriously, but like still has a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like a like a very like synth wave uh, soundtrack by Limatos. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. It, it's like a love letter to eighties post apocalyptic action. How have yeah. I ever seen? Yeah. Yeah. I like the opening of it is like hilarious. It's like uh, it's like uh, it's like this is the future. Like the, the world, year like, acid, it's like yeah, acid rain has left the the land barren, and like this is the future, nineteen ninety seven. Already, already, I'm hooked. Okay, and the movie I'm came there. out in like two thousand like seventeen yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, and, and like, it's not a hidden gem, but I gotta say, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. top films yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. Just gotta say it, even though it's in no way a hidden gem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Moonlight uh, by Nicholas oh, Bertel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Beale Street could talk, also by mm-hmm. Nicholas Bertel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are my favorite scores from the decade. Mm. Uh, comics, you know, I got to get the mm-hmm. comics in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lore Olympus, um, which is like a web. Oh, it's like on this app called Webtoons, mm-hmm. um, but it is like an adaptation of the Persephone story uh, oh, from nice. Greek mythology. Um, that is Rachel Smythe. Uh, saga, obviously, we've talked about it multiple Definitely. times here. Yes. We always bring it up. Uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Fiona Staples. I don't have like every name for all of these, unfortunately, so I'm gonna mess well, up on some of these credits. But um, <laughs> Exiles uh, by Saladin Ahmed, um, X Men Red by Tom Taylor, uh, House of X and Powers of X by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, Batman Hush, um, which I forgot to look up anything for other than the <laughs> name, because it was sure. like, yeah, um, that was a real. I read with that one like a while ago, and it was such a good Batman story, um, where he kind of has to come to terms with a lot of his history. Come to um, terms with his awfulness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Fables, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, which started before, like in 2003, but ran through like 2015. Mm. Um, Monstrous uh, by Marjorie Liu and uh, art by Sana Takeda. Um, that is a gorgeous, gorgeously mm. like um, drawn, like, mm-hmm. and, like uh, the art in that is just so wonderful and the story is amazing. Um, the Wicked and the Divine, um, that's like Jamie McKelvey, uh, Submerged by Vita Ayala, um, and then Your Black Friend and Other Strangers by Ben Passmore um, was just like, it's it's one of those ones where it's a very uh, informative and thoughtful read um, from someone who uh, t- kind of brought in a lot of stories from, um, so the original one is just kind of like him, uh, and it's called like Your Black Friend. Um, and it's kind of like him, like talking about, um, just kind of the kind of things that may not have been like, you know, that may not necessarily happen in like day to day conversation with like, mm-hmm. um, you know, black people who have like white friends or, or in like mm-hmm. a lot of majority white spaces. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really informative look at, um, kind of the thought process behind this individual and some of those things, you know, cross mm-hmm. over into the greater culture because awesome. there's a lot of shared history there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the, um, the kind of the follow-up, which is your black friend and other strangers, he brings in a lot of like queer people, like trans people, uh, a lot of people from a lot of other different backgrounds as well um, and gets their stories and it's all in like a comic book form. So it's something that's really nice. easy and Man. like interesting to take in. I, I, this was on the immediate reading list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think our last one was uh, what movies we're excited for for 2020. Like, what, what's the first thing that you want to see? Well, I definitely, uh, of movies I 
should have seen this year but didn't get to would be The Rider. Everyone tells me how fantastic that movie is. I don't is that know the Adam Driver one? No. Uh, the Rider is about, uh, I think, because I haven't seen it yet, about a Native American woman who has a head injury something i don't know i don't know i haven't seen it yet okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to be really really good so i'm looking forward to that um what, what are you all looking forward to oh that, that's a movie that came out this year that i just want to see but i don't even remember what's coming out after star wars <laughs> i'm me so i am looking forward to no time to die is that uh, yes. um that's the new bond, bond. 25 uh-huh. um i'm Oh, Lashana Lynch. Lashana, yeah. For Lashana Lynch alone, and for the fact that Daniel Craig is going to hang it up after this one. Like, it's been oh, such a great run. It? Yeah. It's his last year. It's his yeah. last one. Um, and so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him, like, mm-hmm. hang it up with mm-hmm. this one because he's been such a great. I think he's by far been the best Bond. So. Oh. Um, what yeah. are you looking forward to? Uh, I just saw the trailer for uh, Promising Young Woman. Oh, what's that? Oh, it looks. So it it kind of reminds me of um, kind of like Harley Quinn origin story with have you ever seen Hard Candy? Or I'm thinking that, of Strangers with Candy. Sorry, no, uh, Hard Candy. Hard Candy was um, um, what's her name? She's she was Katie Pride, I think. Uh, 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 fuck, she was everywhere for like a while. The, the actress who played Kitty Pryde? Pryde? Yes. In one of the earlier X-Men movies? I think, I think like one of the new, maybe first class. Uh-huh. Or... Crap! <laughs> I'm so angry now at myself because I know I'm like... Who in, played Juno. Kitty... Oh, oh uh, Ellen Page. Page. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, I think it was like was her first Pryde? movie. Oh, sorry. sorry I think yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, she, maybe that was a fan casting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, she is like... Uh, this like girl who like goes on to like internet forums and like lures pedophiles and then well she lures one pedophile in the movie yes um, who's played by um, not Josh Lucas but the one who looks just like him <laughs> <laughs> yes I've seen this uh, and so yes. uh, the trailer for Promising Young Woman it's like this woman who is like she pretends to be like wasted at bars like and then like when guys like take her home she's like yo what's up <gasps> like, <laughs> uh, and, Did she enact her revenge? And so it's it... like, well, so there's not like a whole, whole lot that's given away in the trailer. Um, like we get like that. She like wanted to be like a doctor at one point, but something happened like while Ooh. she was in school. Um, and so it's like, um, that's what gives me like kind of those Harley Quinn vibes of mm-hmm. like, yeah, doctor who kind of like turns into this like vengeful like woman who is like out to like get her like get her like self like some power and like help someone else along the way yay (laughs) i can't wait to see this Uh, and the the trailer has like this really amazing um like string arrangement of britney spears toxic yeah (gasps) okay so yeah definitely definitely watch that trailer you're gonna look that Um, trailer up like when i get home (laughs) (laughs) um birds of prey which is actually harley quinn (laughs) right um they're making a harley quinn movie yeah yeah it's uh birds of prey it's like and the the subtitle is like the wonderful emancipation of harley quinn so it's like whoa is yeah. margot robbie playing? yeah oh yeah. fun yeah uh-huh. um yeah it's is the idiot that who played the jared leto no, is, well, is I, don't well, I don't think he's gonna be in it because yes. like the whole part like the whole thing of the movie is like her being like 
fuck the Joker. Like, nice, nice. Now I'm, I'm gonna like. Of, yeah. Then she starts a girl group and like. <laughs> I love your description of Jared Leto as like the idiot who is in the <laughs> like. Because that makes me so happy. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that one looks really, really fun. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed because it's a DC movie, so we yeah. never know. But this looks oh, promising. Well, this Wonder Woman 1984. Exactly. Oh, is coming okay. out uh, exactly. in 2020. So. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, more women directing comic book movies. <laughs> it's almost like it's a good thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the trailer for Wonder Woman 84 looks fantastic. Um, actually, uh, Patty Jenkins was just talking about um, how she like doesn't have Wonder Woman with her sword and shield anymore, um, which Ooh. started this whole thing online of, well, like, because she said she pretty much like doesn't want her to be like aggressive mm-hmm. and that's a whole thing of like you know connotation and you know mm-hmm. yeah. showing that telling you know mm-hmm. you can have a sword and still not be aggressive but yeah. that's a whole thing like well, i understand mm-hmm. the sentiment of it yes. and i understand the fact that like yeah wonder woman like her original like uh like uh, uh, armaments i guess were like was literally her lasso. Braces, like yeah, her lasso yeah. her braces and her tiara mm-hmm. and so patty jenkins pretty much said like she and, wants to go back to that which and in I'm the first with. movie it, when she was fighting with that lasso, it was awesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, we got in the trailer, we see uh, Wonder Woman, like, literally, like, swinging from lightning bolts with her lasso. And what? I'm like, yep, here yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am Right into my veins. Yes. Give, it, just, <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. Forehead vein. Forehead vein, please. Um, yeah, speaking of, like, women in comics, uh, in comic book movies, The uh, Eternals, uh, with uh, Ava DuVernay directing. Um, that I'm excited for that. Um, Dune. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh wait, yeah, crap. Who's making it? Uh, I think it's Luke Besson. No, no, no. It's not. It's Denny Villeneuve. Denny Villeneuve. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Much better answer. Yeah, than no, Luke no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, was, I mixed up my French white guys. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, Craig, they all look the same to me. With their <laughs> wee, 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 oh, oh, oh. But just, just the fact that they're doing a remake of Dune is is sketchy to me. But then if you say Luke Besson, yeah, no, Dune, yeah, I'm like, good God, no. No, no, no. Denny Villeneuve. We might have to do a whole episode on uh, Lynch's Dune, the TV show Dune, Jodorowsky's Dune. I would have to that. rewatch yeah. Lynch's Dune. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably in the, the minority here on this one. <laughs> uh, and then there was a movie that I was very excited about um, that uh, mostly the casting, uh, which is New Mutants um, with Anya Taylor-Joy as magic. Anya Taylor-Joy mm-hmm. was um, Tamison in, in The, the Witch. Witch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. So, like, and yeah. magic yeah. is like, like it's, it's <laughs> such, a, such a great like crossover in my little nerdy brain of like her becoming a witch at the end of this and then her like being magic in this movie. Oh, oh. Um, so what you're saying is the witch is the prequel too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, which is actually kind of funny because like the whole thing with um, like magic in the comics is she is like taken into limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, like she falls, is taken into limbo and then she like spends like years and years there. But then when she like pops back out, like a second has passed. So it's oh, like she like fun. goes in, she's like spent years like training under this like demon who like 
like teaches her about this powers there's like all these alternate she learns the force yeah there's like all of these like alternate versions of um like x-men like uh storm is like her mentor there but like storm is also like this like i mean storm is already a badass but she's like a badass like witch there Mm -hmm. and it's it's a great story uh it's only like four issues uh i might actually need to go back and reread that um but you know, with this whole Disney thing, I just know now that we're never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Yeah, so, because yeah, it's supposed to be like a horror, yeah. horror superhero movie, which I thought would have been really cool and interesting, but it's not gonna happen now. It's been pushed back like five times like, already. Indefinitely, yeah. and like now just pushed back to like probably never gonna happen. Yep, but yeah, so. So it's looking like 2020, despite what the real world holds for 2020, <laughs> the movie going world, yeah, sounds like it, we have some highlights to look forward to. There is a reason to yeah. make it. Great <laughs> to year to escape into some worlds of movies. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm yep. sure there's some great. Oh, I have I I could list books too, but that's just gonna be. We're already pushing time, yep. so yeah, we'll just like finish it out here. Do you have any stats for us, Colin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, give us stats on all of our <laughs> movies that we brought up today. Give us stats on the decade, right? <laughs> let's let's decade, do a Kevin Bacon for every movie. Yes. That we do. <laughs> the decade gets an 8.2 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so yeah, and Tara, you've been with us for just over a year now, Yay, so happy anniversary Yay. to that. So um, this is, yeah, our third year podcasting. Yay. Um, so yeah, three years, uh, it's still fun. It's not always easy, but it's fun, so we're still doing it. <laughs> um, I promise I'm going to get this like Patreon thing started here at some point. I swear to God, I'm going to do it. Come on, Craig. I How come you haven't done it yet? Mess up your friends, white boys. It's not like you have a job or anything. <laughs> We've got like all these Life. episodes in the bank for it, so um, we should probably use this. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're going to make that happen here um, in the new year. Um, so sure. yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Um, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, keep listening. And yeah, while you're here, you should leave us a review. Rate and review us. I've been forgetting to say that so often lately, but that's how people find out about your podcast is like people go out and they talk about how much they like it and other people see that and they're like, maybe I should listen to it. That's how recommendations work. (laughs) So recommend us to your friends, review us online, give us five stars. We seek your validation. We're, we're desperate for your validation. Like, if you don't give us the five stars, we don't believe that you love us. Yeah. So. Like, I, I know. Just, like, just please. 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 All right. Well, you can find us online. Uh, we are on all the social medias, uh, Instagram and Twitter at IWITWT. We are online at our website at IWITWT.com on Facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWITWT. You can find both Colin and I individually. I am at Catharticus. I am at Colin Munch. And Tara will continue to remain a ghost (laughs) of social media. She's off the grid. Through the next decade at least. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening and have a happy holiday and a happy new year. Bye. It's like 
rep. Talking in a microphone. Yeah, talking in the mics. Are we Super. on the same channel, please? No, we've got, <laughs> no, we've got it. Tara always wants us to be on the same channel. <laughs> Whoa there, Tara. Tara I thought that was maybe some shade. No, <laughs> no, I meant more than that. Are we on the same channel? We're on the same wavelength. Did you? <laughs> <laughs>